Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, my listeners. This is Why Are People Into That? And I'm your host, Tina Horn. My old friend James Darling came through New York City this spring, right after the Feminist Porn Conference, and I was so excited to see him that I almost forgot to have him on the podcast. We sat down to figure out what we were going to talk about, and James happened to notice one of my prized possessions, a great pair of black leather Jimmy Choo stiletto high heels, which was sitting on top of my bookshelf. He remembered that we have something of a history with those shoes, and he suggested that we talk about them for the show, which was so brilliant of him, and of course the conversation quickly devolved or evolved into an all-out femme-worship fest of a conversation. I couldn't have chosen a better subject for James. He's such a talented performer and filmmaker and entrepreneur and educator, and he's incredibly, unbelievably insightful and charming. And I know that you are just as excited as I am to slip into your patent leather pumps and check out Why Are People Into High Heels? All right, we're rolling. So, hi, James. Hey, Tina Horn. <laughs> how, how are you doing today on this sunny day? It's spring day in New York City. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, this is my first time in New York City, and I'm having a really good time. Uh, I'm really excited to talk today to you on your podcast. Cool. Do you think that we could ever seduce you into, into moving to New York? Uh, perhaps, for sure. It's got a lot of charm. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You and I have known each other for quite some time, many, you know, dark corners of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think dark, we, dirty we met each other at a, uh, like some fundraiser warehouse, Oakland punk party where there was a spanking booth or something. So, that sounds right. Yeah. You know, so something like, you know, five years ago, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah about yeah. right. And you've lived in the Bay Area for how long? I moved there in 2009, so it's been five years. Cool, cool. Um, so what do you what do you do in the Bay Area? I, I happen to know, but why don't you tell our listeners what you do in the Bay Area? Sure. Uh, so I make porn. I am a porn performer, producer, sex educator, photographer, videographer, uh, all that good stuff. Um, Sex worker advocate. Uh, my what I'm probably most well known for is 
my website, ftmfucker.com, which is a female-to-male transsexual porn site. Features a trans guy in every scene, all genders, hopping and bottoming. Uh, so that's like my primary focus with my work right now. But yeah, that's a, a little bit about what I do. Yeah. Um, I already knew all of that, but <laughs> um, I suppose I could have said that, but it sounds so much better coming from you. Um, so uh, of the many things that you and I have done together, we have actually shot porn together on a number of occasions, actually. And there was one occasion um, where we did a scene where I had these Jamit shoes that had been gifted to me um, that had really taught me to appreciate shoe fetishism in a way that even though I had been playing with shoe fetishists and like learning to walk in heels and, and learning to appreciate heels for some time, these shoes just totally changed them. So they're right over there, actually. Yeah, Unfortunately, the, on your shelf right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and the place of honor really high up on top of the bookshelf. As uh, they should. As they should, yeah. They're they're better they're really they're better for admiring as works of art and, as I like to say, wearing them when I'm on my back than they really are walking around in. Um, but in any case, so um, when we were talking about what we were going to do for this scene, which was like three years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, I really want to wear these, you know, what what are they, like four, five inch stiletto black leather Jimmy Choo's. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, you know, and I don't remember whose idea it was that you would worship them. I... Probably mine. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a personal interest of mine, for sure. I really am very into heels. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was so taken by the sensation of wearing these stilettos and having you go down on the stiletto heels... Mm-hmm like a cock or really really like anything and and worship them with your mouth it was so sexy um and it really it made the shoes feel like more a part of me to have you worship them in that way um so that was one of the hottest experiences that i've definitely had with with high heel worship and i've since also had lots of really great experiences as a top and a bottom worshiping boots, and that has been sort of a newer thing for me. It always is about leather, but that's we can talk about leather more. But um, but I'm curious how you first realized that you were into worshiping high heels. Hmm, probably my first experience uh, with heel worship involved when I was probably 18 years old. Um, I was dating a woman who was very, very into 1950s fashion. Um, Like, everything was, like, perfectly vintage, um, very styled, um, very, I guess, madman, as, like, a lot of people would conceptualize Mm. that now. But uh, she particularly loved vintage heels and had, like, a huge collection of them. And, like, everything was, like, such a perfectly put-together outfit. Um, You know, she had all kinds of varieties, like, velvet ones, leather ones. Mm. all different colors um and i would notice that like as we would walk down like a hallway or something i would notice myself hearing the click of her heels Mm. uh, and just getting turned on just by the sound of that um and i was like you know very confused about where that was coming from for me like i was like that just seemed so out of left field (laughs) that i would be turned on just by it by the noise of hearing someone's heels like down a hallway 
Um, I think, you know, yeah, it was like a very Audrey Horn, Twin Peaks type of uh, aesthetic, you know, watching like a woman walk down a hallway in her heels and like the way your hips move like as you walk in them and just the sound of the the clicking. Uh, So that was one part of it. And then like when we would have sex, um, there was a time that we hooked up in her women's college dorm room. <laughs> uh, where she was That's bent amazing. over her typewriter, uh, bent over her desk, wearing nothing but the heels, uh, mm. and that was probably my most distinct memory of being a very much fetishizing these these heels. Um, mm. Is watching the way her calves flex, like while um, standing uh, with her legs spread uh, in the heels, and then I would fuck her from behind, um, mm. which is an impressive feat to be able to hold yourself up wearing you know stilettos like while getting fucked like that's a skill i oh, think yeah. a lot of people don't realize is, is very challenging to do so a lot, was of, very... lot of core strength oh, a lot yeah, of balance absolutely lots of balance lots of core uh but yeah that was my most distinct memory of being very uh turned on by someone wearing heels it really it does i mean part of what okay so so going back a little bit for me i literally had never owned or maybe even worn a pair of high heels before I started doing sex work and I you know it's I'm, I'm it's pretty well known at this point that I was very much like I never quite identified as a tomboy but very much more along the lines of like wearing very comfortable clothes and you know doing sex work really helped me to embrace my femme side and explore and and more identify with my femme side and, and find my femme style um because I sort of had this practical application for it and this way to, to perform that, 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 that helped me to explore it. Um, and one of those things was definitely heels. And one of the things that I had always just thought, why, why wear heels? Like what, you know, they're uncomfortable. They slow you down, you know, uh, they're a tool of the patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, but then once I started to, be around people who who loved them, both people who loved to wear them and people who adored being around people that were wearing them. Um, I started to really ask myself, what what like what the fuck what the fuck is it? And it really does. I mean, one of the things is that it really does change the shape of the body of the person who's wearing them in this yeah. sort of mysterious way. Like you were saying, they walk differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like their heels. I mean, their their hips sway differently. Um, I mean, it's a very uh, special type of balance and skill that you have to have in order to walk in them properly uh, without, like, tripping and, like, you know, it's, you have to develop a certain kind of muscle to be able to, like, gracefully walk in heels. It's, I think it's really an underappreciated skill. Like, I think it's something that a lot of people just, like, brush off as, you know, not not really that uh, much of a challenge, but it is it is very challenging. Why do you think people Why do you think people brush it off like that? Well, I think a lot of it comes from the way that we devalue femininity in general, yeah. and so things that are perceived feminine, like high heels or makeup or or what have you, is just um, like the superfluous, like very um, superficial, you know, uh, thing that's like not you know it's not you know strong or masculine whatever it's yeah. just like this extra like um 
like sissy frilly whatever thing you know just the way like so many other things that are, are classified as feminine have like are less valued in in our culture well i think um, it gets i think it gets associated with vanity too right vanity, so it gets associated absolutely. with the sort of like sin of caring about how you how look so simultaneously there's pressure to always look good but then you know critique or stigma about you just can't win <laughs> no you really just <laughs> yeah. can't win them. yeah um, yeah same with you know the madonna horror dichotomy all of that you know it's yeah. like you're doing too much you're not doing enough uh but yeah and i think that's really unfortunate that we um brush off femininity as much as we do both in our larger culture and uh in general but yeah and you know i mean it definitely changes for me when i put on heels i'm not doing anything else but wearing the heels you know what i mean like the so it really does i'm not gonna i personally some people do i mean we were just talking about grand central station i mean the the shoes that i see women speaking of women's incredible physical abilities to to walk in heels i mean i see some some business women wearing shoes not unlike these these jimmy choos just sailing through grand central and i'm like oh how, i really just it, i mean at now at this impressive. point at this yeah. point as somebody who has worn them and has tried to like you know clomp around in vegas or like you know like actually try to like go on a fucking date like wearing a pair of heels or go out dancing in heels when i see women like wearing them to work every day i'm just like you are amazing hats off to you ma'am you know um but it really but for so for me like it takes me when i put on heels i go immediately into a very sexual space because i'm like if i'm gonna wear these like i better get some attention I better, you know, like, absolutely. And I think, like, for me, like, in general, I'm very, very attracted to femininity yeah. in a variety of forms. Um, and, but I think that's dis distinct from my attraction to heels in particular. Um, I think why I, part of the reason why I'm so attracted to it is because of the intention. Yeah. When you wear them, because it isn't easy to just walk around in heels. So you have to be pretty intentional about your use of them, whether it is, for a vanity reason or for like a business like appearance or you know a modeling thing or um it's a very intentional form of gender uh and yeah. i find that very hot uh to be you know putting that much care into your appearance i find that uh, very sexy well yeah i mean it's just like anything else that you know i was joking a second ago about it being the tool of the patriarchy but you know as i've as i've gotten older and had a more sophisticated understanding of gender and socialization it makes me realize that actually suggesting that is taking away the agency that a woman or anybody might have to put on heels and say yes i do want attention yes i do want to have this very particular kind of grace or this particular kind of beauty yes i do want to be sexy and sexual yes i do want to intentionally be femme um and you know, trying to undermine that takes away somebody's agency and choice to do that, which, as you were pointing out, probably comes from femphobia and misogyny. Yes, absolutely. Well, so... Yeah, and I think, you know, just like some people are really into 
yeah, say like leather, for example, or I find a, I kind of find heels to be pretty similar to like putting on like a strap on or something like mm-hmm. that. Like it's it's uh, often an accessory, but also an important tool in your sexual arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure a good example of that is the way I would uh, fillet say your heels like mm-hmm. during that scene that you mentioned earlier um it's it can be very phallic i think it's very much a source of power uh for a lot of people oh yeah um, so it's like a like an example of a femme phallus oh absolutely it's a great example of so, femme phallus that's uh, so fucking hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so so can you talk a little bit more about about femme worship so so if we're if we're talking about like why somebody might wear heels than for you or for somebody who might want to worship the heels um can you talk a little bit more about your relationship to the idea of of worshiping thumbs and showing your appreciation for everything that you love about that with your mouth (laughs) yeah i mean that's definitely uh one part of it i mean i like the way they look the way they feel i like to touch them um Mm. i like licking them um i mean it's not necessarily about something being done to me you know when i'm worshiping uh like heels for example or other forms of feminist i i think a lot of it is an appreciation mm-hmm. of the presentation mm-hmm. so whatever form that might take whether that mean i'm looking at your heels and i'm going to pound your hole into oblivion for that whether it be i'm going to be on my knees like licking and filleting your heels or touching them, massaging your feet, you know, there's, like, all kinds of forms that that can take. Yeah. Awesome. What are your, what are some of your favorite kinds of heels? Um, stilettos, for sure. I usually prefer a closed toe situation, but sometimes having a little bit of an open toe can be hot, too, depending on the type of heel. Um, I'm definitely more into very sleek, um, streamlined-looking heels, uh, but, you know, yeah, like, heels from, like, Prada can be really nice, Jimmy Choo's. There's not really specific brands that really do it for me. Um, it's it's more the way that somebody uh, present, you know, the way that they become part of somebody else is more hot to me than, like, the confidence that comes into play for that. Because I think it is very much a tool for feeling empowered and confident in your sexuality and your presentation i think that's the that's the hottest part for me more than like the particular look of the heel um Mm. but that certainly is a a thing like for example i'm not very into like the mule heels or like chunky heels or like the strappy stuff's not usually my thing although april flores had a pair that she was wearing during her scene with zara stardust this weekend that i had the distinct pleasure of putting on for her and then she took them off and put her foot inside zara stardust and that was very lovely to see <laughs> but yeah so. yeah awesome yeah I, I also was admiring them can you can you describe them they were they were so distinct they kind of the heel itself i'm not actually very good at, at talking about shoes i'm better than i used to be huh. but they she, I remember she, at one point she was like oh these are my cartoon heels my cartoon heels yeah well yeah they were like kind of like a patent leather uh heel what i found so interesting about them is they did have a strap on the um on the um, upper heel, like the back of her foot, that were two straps, um, mm-hmm. and it was just like pretty delicate looking, uh, which I I really liked. And there was like brass hardware on it. Um, and they were just very lovely. She's a, she's a special lady. She certainly sure. is. Um, so a couple of things actually came up for me when you were describing 
uh, April and Zara, um, uh, and that scene was, so first of all, you were talking about helping her put them on. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's an interesting thing to me. So beyond worshiping and like, you know, like belating a heel, it seems like one way to worship a femme in general and to even worship heels specifically or show appreciation for heels might be to assist someone in putting them on or taking them off. Yeah, I mean, some of them are much more difficult to put on than others. Like, a, you know, a great example of something like that might be like a ballet heel, for yeah. example. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially with stuff that involves straps, it's a little little more challenging, takes a little bit more work. But yeah, and like learning how to put on a heel is also a challenge, um, trying to fit it in as like gracefully and uh, in the least painful way possible, um, usually yeah. toes first, you know, heel behind. Um, but yeah. Do you think that for someone who enjoys wearing heels, it might potentially be erotic to have someone assist them in putting the heels on? Oh, absolutely. It's a form of service, you know, just mm. like... You know, you might uh, have, like, a houseboy come over and clean or cook for you. Having someone to help take your heels on and off and, you know, massage your feet or other kinds of care, I think is definitely, um, it's, a, it's a form of service. I, I think that's, I definitely agree. And, and I have to say, you know, my, my femme side is not really naturalized. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when I... It often is a form of stress for me, and I've I've gotten better at some things, but um, having someone to help me who also really appreciates the fact that I'm doing it and really appreciates... You were saying, like, the femme appreciation, right? Who appreciates how I look once I put them on um, makes it... Helps me to maintain the grace and power, which is what I'm really looking to access through my femme side in the first place. Because if I'm feeling frazzled because my eyelash glue is all over the place, or I'm, like, trying to stuff my feet into a pair of heels, like, that's not... That's not the... I might as well be wearing sneakers and no makeup, because that's not the point. The point is to... For me, is to be poised. Mm-hmm. You know, and so having somebody there to say, yes, of course you would serve me by helping me with some sometimes time-consuming and complicated process of putting on certain kinds of heels for sure uh yeah i think that can be a really nice form of um care and service uh, for sure um i think another interesting thing uh that i i like about heels is because uh, i'm not much of a bottom i'm not really a masochist in my personal life uh you know, I, I play one on TV or whatever, but uh, <laughs> one thing I, I did find very surprising is I, uh, a couple experiences I've had with uh, trampling involving heels. Oh, yes. Um, that can be really fun, and it's a very, very different sensation than being trampled in boots, which is something I also have experience with. Um, whereas, like, boots can be very, like, thuddy and, like, heavy uh, heels. It's a much more delicate and very um, precise process. Because uh, you also yeah. have to be really careful, uh, depending on what kind of heels you're wearing, because you can cut and puncture uh, somebody uh, with trampling. But yeah, having a woman or man or other person uh, come uh, walk on me in heels, like balancing themselves while they, uh, you know, very carefully put various amounts of pressure on different parts 
of my torso or my legs can be really hot or like even getting kicked in heels can mm. be pretty awesome feeling too it's just a it's a very very different kind of sensation than being trampled in boots okay um, so let's talk more about trampling because i think mm-hmm. trampling is incredibly hot and and so fascinating to pick apart because we we can't take for granted that a lot of people i think it's an example of something where you know your average person might say ah yes i i do admire a woman in a beautiful pair of heels but then going into talking about licking the heels to show that appreciation or going into talking about i love the way that that person looks so much that i want her to walk all over me is Mm -hmm. like that makes sense to you and me right but to the average person that might seem like quite a a jump (laughs) logically right so what like what what is that about um i mean i think that they're just like with a lot of other sexual things there's a a physical and a psychological component right Mm -hmm. um do you personally feel um that there's an element of objectification to being walked on or is it like purely a sensational thing for you uh i mean i don't think there's a way to really completely separate those things yeah Uh, but i think yeah it's definitely a very interesting sensation but i think it's also a lot about power um yeah and yeah, I know you've probably talked about power quite a bit on your show already, but... Um, there's yeah, never think... enough power talk. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely uh, a relinquishing of power. I think there's like a reversal of a lot of like uh, role stuff going on and like the way that like we conceptualize uh, male and female power in our society and like kind of like turning that on its head and like now you're going to be receiving like you're going to be flipped on your back and being walked all over by this uh by this traditionally feminine thing although you don't necessarily have to be femme or feminine to be wearing heels it is kind of a symbolic uh process uh so i think uh there's definitely like a relinquishing of power that happens with it um and also like it you know it's pretty awesome to like have somebody completely like squirming underneath you you know like that's a that's a power trip in and of itself to have that kind of control because you do have to be very careful when you're trampling in heels, so I think uh, that's a pretty hot thing to play with. Yeah, that kind of that kind of trust and again mm-hmm. balance and yeah, yeah. Um, so that's so interesting. Then also there's the the physical element as well. So one thing that struck me was you were talking about like the difference between boots and heels, right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about impact play, we talk about the difference between thuddy and stingy, right? So right. like a a cat on nine tails leather flogger bullhide flogger um you know that that just has more surface area um when it makes impact with the body um it there's it tends to be a thuddier sensation right whereas a cane mm-hmm. or a single tail whip very stingy it's yeah. going to be stingy because of the surface area right, right. so um so a stiletto heel is more comparable to Ooh, a single a, tail a, yeah a single tail or a cane as opposed to like a boot might be more of your like really heavy uh you know cowhide flogger or something yeah, like yeah. that you know um yeah i think that's a pretty good uh distinction to make is like yeah and i feel like just like you would with a single tail you would need to be a lot more uh precise mm-hmm. uh, with heels and like know where you're hitting whereas like boots you have a lot more surface area to work with so it's uh you know you can you have a little bit more leeway um it doesn't have to be quite as precise although there are certainly places you should not kick or stomp with your boots. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, any, yeah, we could 
we can talk about anatomy and safety, safety yeah anatomy. while while talking about um while talking about impact play but um yeah, no, it's very true. I mean, I think that the, the distinction is important in terms of knowing how to use it, both for the top and the bottom in this case. You know, if you know that you don't like stingy sensations, then being trampled with stiletto might not be right for you, not right. so you shouldn't try it. But, no. but it might, yeah, it, it might not be for everyone. But I feel like, especially what I think is great about when you're doing um, trampling with heels because it has to be such a precise thing and involves a lot of balance. Like you can't, it's very difficult to do it without bracing yourself on something. Mm -hmm. So you do have a lot of control over the amount of pressure that you're using. Right. Um, so it's very easy to add more or take away uh, the amount of pressure that you're using. And so uh, that I think uh, helps. Well, a little a goes lot. a long way too, right? Like Absolutely. if you're, if you're, you put just a little bit of stiletto pressure on somebody's chest, for example, mm -hmm. It it's really it's, it's scary. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be intense, <laughs> even a little bit. Yeah, because you're you know typically like the way I've had it done when I've been trampled by heels is like I'll be lying on the ground, mm -hmm. um, usually yeah face up or face down either way, uh, and then someone will brace themselves against some kind of ledge or table or whatever, and they'll just use one foot at a time, um, and then you might try to use both if you know for the advance heel trampling players out there but yeah you, you probably want to start with one and then because you're bracing yourself on something else and you're only using one foot you can uh, control the amount of pressure that you're using and so um it's really but it is it is fascinating just like how in increments of just like a couple pounds like what that feels like it's, it's very intense yeah and you could definitely also do it lying down right like mm -hmm. both people could be lying down and you know like for example you could be sort of um like, uh, lying on a bed, uh, you know, facing, um, one another and both laying down and then, you know, the person wearing the heels can kind of like lift their knees up and kind of put pressure on, you know, the genitals, for example, yeah, or, great. um, or, or even kind of, if they have, again, if they have good core strength, like sort of do a little bit of pressure, like on, on the person's body and just kind of like crawl around on top of them. And, um, yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. So in what way, so I think, I feel like something that always comes up when it comes to shoe worship is feet. So do you feel like shoe and foot worship always have to go together? No. And I, that's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like I don't have much of a foot fetish yeah. in my personal life. Like that part is not what talks me about heel worship. Um, I think it is specifically about the heels and as uh, them being an accessory to your gender, um, just mm -hmm. like someone putting on like a strap on cock or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, feet are, I think that is very tied in for many people with their interest in um, heel or other kinds of shoe worship is the feet. Like I know, for example, with boots, you know, like a, a large um, correlating fetish that happens with that is often like smelly feet mm. or like the smell of the leather on the feet or, you know, that, that sort of thing. For me, that's not really what happens with the heels, um, but I'm sure that's the case for many people. Yeah, I think I've, I'm the opposite of you. I think that I that I like shoes, but I I like them in the way that they are like the shiny wrapper around the foot, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like even like the way that an arch looks, it, it you know like is revealed on the side of certain shoes. 
is really sexy to me. Or like you were saying, you prefer closed toed. Like mm. I love little toes peeking out from the peep toe of mm. open toed shoes, and the kind of the way that they're like smushed in there is like really cute to me. And kind of and the the tease of them as well that right. you can like kind of see the foot, kind of see the toes. You, you know the like toe cleavage. Uh, you know, on the, on the top of the toe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're when you're in heels, like that's that's hot to me. Because I also like stinky, smelly feet as well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure lots of people do. And like, uh, you know, I think that maybe a part of that is the idea that you know, feminine presenting people are not supposed to be smelly or dirty right. or what have you, and uh, that's just not. Not the reality, <laughs> you know? especially after um, a night of wearing heels. My right. God! Uh, but yeah, I think for me, it's not. They're not um, connected. Uh, but I know for many people, that's the case. Do you think that stocking fetishes and, and leg fetishes are connected as well? I mean, they certainly can be incorporated. Um, I don't particularly have a stocking fetish myself, uh, but I do really appreciate um, stockings. Particularly, I like Cuban heels. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, uh, me too. My favorite. Can you describe? For listeners who don't know what a Cuban heel is, a Cuban heel is a type of, um, I guess, tan-colored stocking, typically, and it has a line um, down the back, a seam, if you will, uh, that's usually black, um, and it goes and it connects to the heel, and the heel is black um, yeah. on the stocking. And so you, you know, they come in a variety of kinds, but the kind I particularly like is the kind that you have to hold up with garters because I also think garters are really fucking hot. Mm. Uh, but yeah. That's uh, you, and you line them up with your garters, and you know they uh, run down the back of your legs, and that's uh, Cuban heel. Yeah, that that precision, I feel like, is another part of the things that we've been talking about with the care and the grace and the statuesque power and the effort that goes Thank into you. that yeah. presentation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's hard to do. I know for some people it probably just comes more naturally, but for me, I'm always like, am I stocking straight? Well, and that can be another form, just like we were talking about the service with the putting on the heels is like getting the stockings to line up mm-hmm. um, is another thing. I had a, you know, there's like a, one of the more recent photos on Twitter was like when I was at the Trans Awards and helping a, a couple of these women get ready and Chelsea Pose, one of them, and I was, uh, there's a photo of me like getting Chelsea Pose like garters together and like, you know, stockings all lined up, you know, so I think that's uh definitely a form of care that can like go into daddy play even with little girl stuff whether yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be like a you know a sub dom thing uh for sure there can be a, a variety of ways that takes form yeah i mean it was something that was a camaraderie thing in sex workspaces for me where i've worked with other women like it's sort of a, a slumber party, you know, like femme on femme kind of thing of like helping each other get your stocking straight and everything like that. Like I, I but I always felt like the little boy who was you know, <laughs> operating like a hot girl robot, like, you know, secretly being like, 
Yes, I will attach this garter to the stocking for you. Mm-hmm. You're right up close to your ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, um, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your relationship to, like, how, like how it makes you, and this doesn't all just have to be about you, but mm-hmm. like how it makes you feel to to worship femininity in that way, because you know, I know that you are not the most you know, masculine bro from bro town, uh, of all, of all guys that I've ever met. Um, I, you know, I have heard you describe yourself as swishy before. Um, so do you, do you, how, how does that, how does gender relate to femme worship for you? Huh. Okay. That's, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, like for myself, I don't really have a lot of interest in wearing, uh, Feels like my fetish doesn't stem from from that. Um, I think it is definitely uh, part of my interest in femininity, but obviously, femininity means all sorts of things to different kinds of people. Um, but yeah, I. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at is that you yourself, you like heels, right. but you're not as interested in wearing them. No. Right? No. So I feel like some people, they like heels and they want to wear them, and maybe they also appreciate them. And then that's like a homo heel thing or something like that. But, um, but so, so for you, your appreciation, sp- like, specifically comes from wanting to see somebody else wearing them. Yes. That's, a, that's definitely the biggest, biggest part of it for me is um, watching. Or, like, I like the way Fet Life uh, puts it or whatever it's like you know they have into having it done to having it doing it to others seeing others wear or wearing for me it's the seeing others wear uh, yeah. is definitely my my interest with the, the heels although i i can definitely wear them and i look really good and i walk in them better than many people uh, <laughs> it's that is not a fetish for me though is the, the wearing of them but i know for a lot of people with an interest in uh, and heel worship it's all connected they just it's anything everything to do with the heels wearing watching being trampled uh, trampling others uh, very much a switchy polyamorous relationship with uh with heels for me it's uh, it's very much i I prefer them on other people whether it's seeing them walk around in them or if they're just laying in bed wearing them because there are certainly some heels that are more suited for that than others yeah Uh, (laughs) uh, but yeah that's. i mean there are some heels that are specifically designed, designed to be impossible to walk in. Right, like a ballet heel. Like a ballet heel, yeah. right. Yeah, that's not... When we say ballet heel, we're not talking about, like, pink point shoes. We're talking about, like, these very mm-hmm. extreme... Like, how, how do you... I mean, they basically just don't have a platform to them, no, right? No, like, it's just, like, the angle of the heel is, like, straight down, like, almost parallel with the, with the heel. Um, so it's, like... Like, the toe is pointing the same direction as the, as the, the stiletto, hip. basically. It's, like, right. parallel to the stiletto. Right. Yeah. And they're almost impossible to walk in. So you basically have to get carried around, whether you're, whether it's a submissive thing or if you're a dom having that service of someone carrying you around while you're wearing these. I suppose that that's another element of it, too, of that, or there, that's another potential is for somebody... So with the extreme of the ballet heel, um, it makes somebody who's wearing the heel so much on a pedestal and sort of a fetish object that they are actually submissive in the sense that they can't actually move around under their own volition. So they become 
in a way totally objectified as a beautiful pleasure object i mean it's a form of bondage right absolutely yeah because you you are being rendered immobile in some respects so it's just like getting tied up in some form although i definitely have seen people who wear those kinds of shoes that uh, do it not from a submissive place mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so it can definitely be like a requirement of your service to someone is to carry them around mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that sort of thing mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's all so multifaceted yeah <laughs> people can do whatever they want it turns out um <laughs> um cool uh tell me more about kicking kicking like being being kicked by heels why why would why would why would somebody enjoy being kicked by by heels well i mean i guess a lot of that has to do with uh, whatever scenario that you're doing if you have a certain role play situation if you're getting like beat up by the mean bully girls at school or maybe you're you know worshiping venus and furs type of mm -hmm. dom or mm -hmm. like you know there's like a lot of ways that that could come about but um for me, uh, the, the times that I've had experience with that, uh, some of my favorite places to be uh, kicked are large muscle groups, like my thighs, they're really yeah. good. I think it's really hot to get kicked in the dick with that, but I also don't have the same concern as other people do with that, <laughs> so it's a little different. Um, but yeah, or your chest. I've, uh, I've met plenty of different kinds of people who like to get yeah, kicked, kicked in, in the, the dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that can be really fun, because um, yeah, it's like a sensation thing. It's a... Uh, Power dynamic thing uh so uh, yeah there's a lot that goes into that so what about getting fucked by a heel i think that's really hot um i recently uh, shot a scene uh for my site and uh michelle austin who's another transsexual performer um we did a trade shoot where i shot her with uh this trans guy chance armstrong and i love chance yeah, he's great. Uh, they're both wonderful. The scene was super hot, uh, but there was a part of it towards the beginning um, where um, she's wearing these Jessica Simpson heels that are just really great, uh, but has him, like, bent over, and she's, like, kind of, like, putting the heels on his ass and, like, kicking his ass a little bit with the heels, and then, like, goes to, like, put the heel of um, the, the actual stiletto part of the heel, like, in his asshole because uh, chance is very much into anal um the the thing that's challenging though with getting fucked with heels especially for anal stuff is a lot of stilettos that have kind of like a square shape so yeah um, or like rough edges so especially with something as delicate as an asshole like you're gonna need to be really careful with that but yeah i recommend if you want to get fucked with a heel put a condom on it yeah you know use lots of lube it's probably a little easier to do it in somebody's front hole. Um, yeah. But I've certainly gotten fucked by heels before, and it was really fun. Uh, awesome. You can also, you know, depending on the shape of the heel, you could also use the front end of it towards the toes to, like, do some penetration play, uh, if, uh, especially if it's, like, you know, like a material like patent leather or latex mm -hmm. or something. Um, but they make heels that totally have shapes that look like butt plugs. I've so seen those, yeah. there's all kinds of um options uh, in regard to getting fucked with heels but i think that's a really fun thing you know they make the strap like the heel dough strap on now but for me that's not very hot uh so i'd much rather get fucked by an actual heel uh, what is it it's like a strap on that looks like a heel 
it's a strap on that goes on your heel so you put it on your foot because oh. what's great about using your feet to fuck because i've definitely seen um i have not gotten fucked personally with someone's foot my hole is just a little too small for that but you know i got to the the pleasure of watching uh Zara Stardust getting fucked by april flores and other friends of mine have done this as well where they've gotten fucked by somebody's foot and what's great about it is the um amount of um power that you can like like literal force that you can use right um because it's such a large muscle group in your legs to to be able to fuck somebody that way and so um yeah the heel dough kind of goes off of that um idea of like using your foot to fuck somebody with um which is great for actual heels because uh even if it's something small like a stiletto like that amount of force that can go behind it um can be a really really um deep thuddy sensation uh so that can be really hot that is so hot yeah i mean also for anal play even though the heels may have rough edges and also considerations should be made for where those shoes have been walking right, right? um but uh but i guess a, a a shoe does count as a flared base yeah yeah that's not gonna get, you're not get gonna lost lose the anywhere. shoe <laughs> in the asshole <laughs> i know no i'm no i'm imagining that and so, i don't so in general if you take the the right precautions with it it can be a pretty um safe form of uh, penetration yeah god that's that's amazing and the the toe as well that's interesting especially like if you do like feet and it's open toe it's kind of the best of both worlds yeah. you're getting the foot and mm -hmm. if you have a, if you're into leather and it's made of leather you're getting the leather yeah that's all of that is really great um cool um so if somebody is turned on by this conversation <laughs> and they want to kind of get started with heel worship um well first of all what what do you think i mean i guess we've talked a little bit about what the stigmas might be around and, and what the meanings or the uh, behind the stigmas about heel worship might be i don't think it's necessarily considered the most extreme kink but I, I don't think that it's really a mainstream thing either so what do you think that's about what like what do you think the stigmas are about i think lots of people have heel uh, fetishes it's just not necessarily like acknowledged as a fetish right you know i mean like you can walk down the street here and see these yeah like you know prada gucci whatever heels that go for an insane amount of money and well, like, isn't, that, you know, isn't that an interesting part of commodity fashion too that mm -hmm. that that sex is used to sell shoes right like any like aldo ads or whatever it's, it's all about like shoe fetishes you know <laughs> like yeah uh, that amount of attention to detail and uh beautiful artistic com like composition and such it's like obviously like whether you're like, you know aware of the sexualization that goes into that like you are obviously fetishizing this to some degree like, yeah but uh, then but then it's not polite conversation to talk about the fact that you might enjoy sucking on that heel or mm -hmm. you might sexualize someone specifically for wearing it or that mm -hmm. you are wearing that you know an outfit that includes heels or you may not want to 
put it in your butthole, you know, <laughs> so, so why, what, 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 what's, what's that double standard? What's that hypocrisy about? Like, why is it okay to sell shoes with sex, but it's not okay to have sex with shoes? I mean, I, I think that's just the, the crux of it with any, any fetish is like, if you're not having missionary penis and vagina sex with your married partner, you know, through a hole in the sheet or whatever it is, uh, <laughs> you know, that's fucked up, you know, like you're right. a freak and you're weird and like you shouldn't, shouldn't be having those desires. Uh, so I think that's just like large part of like the way that we talk about sex and our culture anyways. But yeah, I think especially for something so distinctly fetishistic as heel worship where you, it is literally not about a physical, like, flesh and blood part of someone's body, right. um, that people have a really hard time wrapping their minds around that. Because, like, even when it comes to sex that is not, like, heterosexual penis and vagina sex, like, when you are involving an object that is not necessarily intended for sexual pleasure, um, people find that very strange. And right. I think there's a lot of stigma around that. Um, but I, yeah, I don't find it any different than, yeah, getting turned on by any other kind of fetish things, you know? Well, um, I feel like also shoe and foot fetish is probably the first fetish that most, that the average person would think of if you ask them to name a fetish. Right. So I feel like there's a little bit of shoe fetishism in the mainstream, like jokes about it on Sex in the City, or right, you, right but... um. I think it's a pretty accessible thing for people because a lot of obviously there is a market and like a lot of people are very interested in heels like both from like a fashion perspective but I think there's a lot more going on to that um, yeah. so I think it's a it's definitely one of those like accessible places for people to like start exploring their fetishes is with something like heel worship because it is a very pervasive um, thing even I think it's probably one of the most commonly discussed or like that, yeah. maybe not discussed, but one that uh, many, many people have. It is interesting going back a little bit to what we were talking about before with femininity, that for some people, the way that they use it is to turn the femphobia on its head by using, by, by, by forced feminization scenes, right? By mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, a man who wants to be humiliated by being feminized you know, might be, might have, you know, somebody who's dominating them, you know, quote unquote, force them to mm -hmm. wear heels and that that would be, you know, I mean, obviously not everyone who does forced femme scenes, it's about, it's not always about humiliation, but, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's also about that person's fetish for those clothes, that person's fetish for, for, for seeing themselves in that clothes or being, or being in those clothes or being perceived as a woman. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, sometimes the sexy potential of heels has to do with what a powerful association they have with the feminine, and mm -hmm. if somebody wants to feel feminine for whatever reason, heels is a way to do that. Yeah, it's one of, yeah definitely with the uh, forced femme stuff, I feel like that's a pretty big part of it. I think there's a couple things that go on with it. For people who are into forced femme, that's from going coming from a humiliation place, because there's a lot of ways to approach it. I've definitely met people who are in a forced film where it's about feeling beautiful. Sure. Um, so definitely. it's not necessarily like a humiliation thing. Uh, definitely. But yeah, for the people that are into the humiliation aspect of it, I think because uh, heels can be very constraining, can really mm. limit your movement, 
um, that it is, you know, it's like a form of bondage as well as like, because we live in a really sexist culture, <laughs> yeah. like very misogynist, very femphobic culture that yeah, being seen as like feminine is a humiliating experience. Um, yeah. And for some people, I think the, some people perceive there to be a contrast between say, being really hairy or, you know, traditionally masculine in some way, but then wearing heels or wearing a wig or wearing makeup, right? Then that, to, to them, there's like a tension between those two things that they never experienced in their lives. And so it becomes really charged, either because it makes them feel beautiful or because it makes them feel humiliated or just because somebody having them do it is really freaky and taboo. And so that's right. exciting. Yes, absolutely. Them. I mean, some of my favorite... Uh, Photos that, like say on Tumblr or something are of uh, very more traditionally masculine uh, looking men who are in heels. Like, oh my god, me too. It's it's great. Like Harry, so hot. There's uh, this one um, model, and I can't remember the name of his, uh, name of him right now, but he's like a very muscular, hairy, hairy individual who uh, will wear a wig and heels and just do all these photo shoots in random parts of like LA. You know, prancing around, just prancing around, looking amazing. Um, you know, I, I, I love that. Oh my god, so hot. <laughs> yeah. Francois Sagat's a great example of this. He's one of my favorite uh, male uh, gay performers, and he's this little muscle queen, but, and looks like super masculine, has a fade tattoo at his scalp, and like super sculpted from the gym. He's a fade um, tattoo. <laughs> and like a sickle and hammer or whatever on his back, or no, it's, it's a, the Star of Islam or something. I can't remember exactly what the tattoo is, but um, yeah, he looks very traditionally masculine but his a lot of his uh modeling involves him in very feminine outfits or heels and uh the way like a man's calves look in heels is phenomenal oh my god Um, i love that and i love that he just doesn't give a fuck yeah he's just like i'm just gonna do me um totally and i'm gonna look amazing when i do it like yeah uh, wolf hudson was just talking uh the other day when we were at the press conference for the feminist porn conference about how for him he like loves to wear heels and fishnets and get fucked in the ass and that that doesn't make him feel any that's like not a threat to his masculinity no and that's what i i think one of the things i think is so cool about wolf hudson is that he yeah does not does not care about people's perceptions of his masculinity when it comes to that he's willing to take those risks and um, explore these things and like kinks that he's interested in and I think yeah that scene with Grizzly is just awesome that Justify My, jo- my Jizz uh, very Madonna influenced mm. um, he's such a good dancer he's a very good dancer big Wolf Hudson fans around here oh uh, yes we are <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah that god that's that's so interesting too um, so um, tell me okay so if somebody was is turned on to this conversation and they're out there listening and they want to get started in involving heels in some kind of play right either Mm -hmm. they want to wear them or they want somebody else to wear them what do you think is a good way to start well uh i would say go get a pair and and start uh you know, exploring of whatever aspect of it is uh, interesting to you. Um, if you, ha- if it's about like for me, it's about watching other people wear them. You know, you can 
start having conversations with your partner about um, about heels and like if that might be something that they could do with you um, if it's about wearing them yourself you know maybe go to a thrift store and find a secondhand pair and you know try putting them on and walking around by yourself at home and seeing how you feel wearing them is um do you think that there's a potential for someone who likes heels to essentially masturbate by wearing heels by themselves oh absolutely yeah there's lots lots of options here but i think yeah jerking off while wearing them can be really hot having your partner wear them and jerk off like while you know incorporating them into your your sexual repertoire uh you know whatever it is that you do um can be a good way to kind of start with that yeah yeah i mean i think that also shopping for heels itself can be really exciting so Mm -hmm. like either either shopping by yourself or going shopping with a partner and like and talking about you know what what kinds of heels uh that you like what it is about them that um you find sexy or whatever and like having that kind of conversation can be a great place to start um as well as yeah you know going all out and rubbing your genitals all over them and you know <laughs> doing all kinds of kinky wonderful things with heels but yeah i think a, a good place to start is just like start looking around start thinking about the kinds that you like having those conversations with uh yourself or your partner um, yeah. and trying a variety of things with them so. so one other thing that the idea of shopping makes me think of is that is the issue of non-consent so i feel like for some people either because they're scared to admit to themselves or anyone else that they like something that they will go on in public and oogle all of the really sexy shoes like in grand central station or what have you or they will go to a shoe store or work in a shoe store and you know specifically so that they can admire people wearing heels and where do you think the line is between just enjoying heels in public in that way and being a creep I think uh, kind of where that line is, because it's, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with having fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I I do disagree with the the line of um, discussion with, like, sex positivity of, like, don't yuck my yum, and, like, I'm just into this thing, and that's just all there is to it. I think it, it is important to kind of examine where that comes from. Mm-hmm. I think it's important not to non-consensually involve people in in your fantasies. So I think it's one thing to see someone out in public and seeing their heels and getting turned on by that. I think it's another to like creep out on them and like touch them or like, you know, stare at them or whatever, you know, like kind of like, you know, pack that away in your mind, jerk off about it later, move on with your day, leave that person alone. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, I think that's kind of like, it's like when you start to non-consensually involve other people in your play is like totally not okay. Like I think, yeah, working at a heel store specifically to creep out on people trying on shoes and touching them is is definitely a Uh, (laughs) no-no. So, yeah, I think uh, the issues of consent is, like, really what it comes down to, uh, like, when you start, uh, yeah, involving other people in your fetish, like, make sure that's, that they're consenting to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there, and there is plenty of porn, like, heel porn out there. There is. It's, a it's, a probably one of the largest genres on clips for sale, mm. and there's entire websites devoted to foot and heel worship, um, 
think kink.com just started one. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I think mm. it's just footworship.com or something like that. <laughs> Uh, but there's lots of stuff out there, and I think that is also a good place for people to start is by watching erotica, reading erotica, um, looking at porn. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of stuff out there. And I guess you could also always, like, look at the Jimmy Choo catalog. Jimmy Choo catalog, yeah. Heel catalogs are a great place to look. Um, there's lots and lots of, like, online stores of all kinds of heels, uh, so that's... Also, a good, good place for you to kind of figure out if that is something that you're interested, the kind of heels that you're interested in seeing or yeah. wearing. Yeah, before you drop $500 on a pair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can you, this has been so illuminating and interesting, um, can you tell, can you think of a, like an outstanding hot heel worship story that it, maybe that happened to you or maybe that you heard of? From somebody else that you would want to share before we wrap up? Um, hmm. Well, I already touched on like at least uh, two that were really hot. I think the scene that we did was particularly amazing um, with the heel worship and getting to see, you know, lots of other um, heel involving porn. Uh, oh, here's a great one. There's a, there's a scene on my site uh, between Rex. Uh, and Sophia St. James, mm. where the opening to the scene is a heel worship thing, where uh, Rex is crawling on the floor, and Sophia is sitting in this, like, kind of throne-like chair, and just, like, watching Rex crawl up to her, um, and slowly start licking and kissing on her heels, and the heels that she wore for that particular shoot uh, look like guns. Oh my god. Uh, so, so there's, like, this fantastic footage of Rex uh, filleting these guns and um, starting... You love that! Oh, yes. You I love that I love gun heels, filleting! Heels and guns. I'm, in, I'm into both. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and again, it's just like, you know, another phallus thing, I think, uh, where that comes from. But yeah, so that's that's a really hot scene. That's on my site, FTM Fucker. Um, so the beginning of that, the intro into that is a, a heel worship, and then they go into this whole femdom thing with a slang, and it's, it's super hot. Oh my god, amazing. And they're both so incredible, Sophia and Rex. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Um, is there anything that is coming up for you in uh, 2014 that you want to plug or share with listeners? Um, well, people can always see what I'm up to on Twitter and Tumblr at JamesDarlingXXX and, of course, my website, FTMFucker.com. Um, I'm working on some new projects this year, but I'm not quite ready to announce them yet. Okay. Uh, so just uh, keep in touch with all my uh, pervy shenanigans on uh, <laughs> Twitter at JamesDarlingXXX uh, and also on uh, Facebook. And yeah, I have lots of fun things in store. Well, James Darling is one of my favorites, and I'm so happy to have him on. So thanks for thanks for coming over again and, and talking about dirty things with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yay! Thanks for tuning in. As usual, Why Are People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Pine from Oakland, California, and our website, whyarepeopleintothat.com, was designed by Justin Levesque of Shop Geometry. You can follow at Into That Podcast and at Tina Horn's ass. 
We are exclusively underwritten by Smitten Kitten, the progressive sex toy store for everyone, who you can visit at smittenkittenonline.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 